A decision has just been reached in Mark Meadows' bid to make his case in the sprawling Georgia election interference probe move to a federal court. A federal judge has just rejected the former Trump White House chief of staff's arguments, reach a, a dealing a major setback not only to Meadows, but also potentially to former President Donald Trump, who just yesterday notified the judge overseeing the case that he too may try to move his case from state to federal court. CNN's Sarah Murray is following all of these important developments for us. What more can you tell us about this monumental decision? Well, Wolf, we have been waiting for this ruling, right? Because Mark Meadows, the former White House Chief of Staff, was the first one out of the gate saying he wants to move the charges against him in state court to federal court. A big part of the reason that he was doing this was because he wanted to go to federal court and argue essentially that he had immunity from these charges and that they should be tossed out. And what we are now hearing from the federal judge is that Mark Meadows did not meet the threshold he needed to meet in order to move this to federal court. In fact, the judge says the court concludes that Meadows has not met even the quote quite low threshold for removal. Now the judge does note this is a novel case. This is a racketeering case, but he goes on to say that the court finds that the color of the office of White House Chief of Staff, which is what Mark Meadows need to prove, needed to prove that he was acting under the color of the office, did not include working with or working for the Trump campaign. So essentially these activities that Meadows engaged in after the 2020 election, allegedly related to trying to overturn Georgia's election results, had more to do with campaign work than had to do with his White House work, so they don't meet the threshold. The other thing I think is important to note is that the judge goes on to say, even though he is making this decision about the Meadows case, it's not going to have any effect on the outcome of other defendants. He's essentially going to let them go forward, put their arguments forward. We know Jeffrey Clark, who's a former Justice Department official, has a hearing scheduled to do this. We know a couple of people who served as fake electors for Donald Trump in Georgia also have a hearing scheduled because they want to move to federal court. So the judge is saying, I will hear all your arguments separately and I will decide them. Uh, but it certainly doesn't portend well for them that Mark Meadows did not meet the bar here. You're absolutely right. Stay with us. I want to bring in our legal and political experts to discuss this important uh, dis development right now. And Jamie Gangel, how significant is this? I think it's very significant, even though, as Sarah points out, this ruling, the judge said, does not necessarily mean it will carry over to other people. It, it does set a bar. Uh, so I think it is bad news in that the judge is saying, you know, you have exceeded your role as chief of staff. So that kind of argument is going to, to stand for other people. The judge also mentioned the Hatch Act, which limits what uh, a, an employee can do that is political versus federal. So I, I think that this is going to be bad news for other people who want to go in this direction. One thing I think we should remember, Donald Trump wants to delay these cases. His goal is to push all these trials past uh, the election. So even though this ruling has come down, I don't think it means he won't try to to do the same thing. Let me get uh, Gloria's well, reaction. This I, is a, a lengthy 49-page uh, decision that was just released. Right, and we're just going through it, but I think uh, my colleagues here have gotten to the crux of the matter, which is that what the court is saying is that Mark Meadows kind of overstepped 
and that he wasn't acting as a chief of staff should act. He was actually acting as an adjunct to the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. And when you mention the Hatch Act, well, if you're not supposed to do that, you're, when you're working in the White House, you work for the government. You don't work for a campaign. And there's a line here that says, the Constitution does not provide any basis for executive branch involvement with state election and post-election procedures, period. It is not your job. That was not part of your job. So you can't claim that this should be moved because you were just doing your job because that's not your job. And you were acting um, uh, unofficially. Yeah. Just to add one quick sentence here, it says, when questioned about the scope of his authority, Meadows was unable to explain the limits of his authority other than his inability to stump for the president or work on behalf of the campaign. So, so once again, it, it shows there, there is a clear line, but he didn't want to define right. it. And I think to Gloria's point, too, about, you know, the difference between, again, state and federal responsibilities in running their elections, the judge gets to that in this order. We saw, you know, some of this play out in the Meadows hearing where Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger was a witness and essentially said the federal government doesn't play a role in certifying our elections. In this order, the judge says the court concludes if it were to agree with Meadows' arguments regarding removal, again, remo removal to federal court, the court would have to turn a blind eye to the express constitutional power granted to the states to determine their election procedures. So he's again saying, this was a state job to decide how they were going to certify their elections, to decide to certify their elections. This wasn't something that fell under the role of the White House Chief of Staff. I want to bring in Michael Moore, former U.S. attorney, who's also carefully taking a look at this decision. The ruling says, as you know, Michael, that Meadows himself testified that working for the Trump campaign would be outside the scope of a White House Chief of Staff. So what do you make of this decision? Well, I'm glad to be with all of you. It's a, it's not necessarily an unexpected decision. We thought it could go either way. I mean, I, I, and, and I'm just getting the order. So it strikes me that there will be a, an appeal directly from this. Uh, it's interesting to hear sort of the recitations as it relates to the federal government's role in state elections. There are about 12 federal agencies that participate uh, in monitoring state elections. And, and you can kind of go down the list. DOJ, make sure that voting rights are protected. That's something that is in the purview of the federal government. DHS, Department of Homeland Security, uh, monitors cybercrime as it relates to elections, even those that are, that are held in the state when they have all federal offices. So there will be arguments to be made, and there may be some uh, room at the 11th Circuit and certainly at the Supreme Court where we talk about what role it is. I think the question is, was there a federal involvement in certifying it? And certainly there, there is not. Uh, but an inquiry into the election, I think, may, may uh be an issue that comes up on the appeal, and I expect we'll hear that. I don't think this hurts Trump necessarily. I think there'll be some other people who are, will not find a, a, a necessarily a favorable ear in the court, but certainly this, as it relates to Trump, uh, ends up delaying things. And I think Jamie's correct. This case now goes to the 11th Circuit. This appeal will. It will then wander its way to the Supreme Court. And you heard even the trial judge uh, earlier this week uh, as he was suggesting that those appeals are causing him concern as he thinks about scheduling the case and postponing those trials. Amy Lee Copeland is with us as well, a former federal prosecutor. Amy Lee, uh, what do you think this means for Trump? His lawyers, uh, as you well know, have signaled that he will try to move his case from a state court to a federal court. 
hey, well, well, his lawyers actually said, we're thinking about it. They didn't make a commitment, and they have 30 days from the date of his arraignment, and I would say here from when he filed the waiver of formal arraignment to make that decision. I think all of us think that Mark Meadows, if anyone, had the best chance of getting the case removed because he did have some duties that he said were inarguably for the president. You know, it was interesting, the breakdown in this order. The court said, look at the heart of the matter when you consider what the act is. You can't just say that any old act is enough. You can't say that scheduling calls or setting meetings were overt act. Here, it had to go to the heart of the matter. I think Mr. Trump's problem is going to be is that all of these calls went to the heart of the matter. He was acting as candidate Trump rather than President Trump, and I'm sure his lawyers are going to give this order a close read. Let me go back to Sarah. I understand you're getting some more information on how this uh, order was uh, unfolding and what happens next. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about, again, we talked about the Hatch Act and whether or not that was going to be a persuasive argument for prosecutors who said this sort of defines that if you're a federal official, you can't be engaged if in this. If you're getting paid by the federal government, you can't get involved in politics. Right, exactly. And the judge writes to this in his order and says the Hatch Act is helpful in defining the outer limits of the scope of the White House Chief of Staff's authority. The state argues and Meadows agrees that he is bound by the Hatch Act, a law that prohibits federal employees from engaging in political activity. These prohibitions on executive branch employees, including the White House Chief of Staff, reinforce the court's conclusion that Meadows has not shown how his actions relate to the scope of his federal executive branch office. Federal officer removal is thereby in opposite. Again, this is an appealable decision, and I think just because this is something that Mark Meadows lost does not mean that this is a route that Donald Trump's attorneys are not going to go down. I think that the reason that they said they may remove to federal court is that they wanted to see how this was going to play out for Mark Meadows. They wanted to see what arguments maybe seemed persuasive to the judge and what arguments fell flat because this will be the same judge who is ultimately going to hear the arguments from Donald Trump if he tries to move this case to federal court and to Michael Moore's point, this was something that came up in the sort of scheduling back and forth about are we gonna go forward with all of these 19 defendants going to trial in October of this year or is it just gonna be Ken Chesbrough and Sidney Powell? And so it'll be more for that state court judge to chew over as he tries to set out a schedule for these folks. You know, 